0: Welcome
1: to our second annual Advent Series 2020 edition. What is Advent? Merriam-Webster defines Advent as the period beginning four Sundays before Christmas and observed by some Christians as a season of prayer and fasting. Based on the definition you've just heard, this year... Advent 2020 began on Sunday, November 29th, and will conclude on Thursday, December 24th. The name was adopted from the Latin word Adventus, meaning coming, arrival, translating the Greek parousia. Parousia is defined via Merriam-Webster as the time when Jesus Christ will return to judge humanity at the end of the world, also known in Christian theology as the second coming. During this time, we invite you to reflect on the birth, as well as the second coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ.
2: As the seasons change from fall to winter, and as consumers race to purchase Advent calendars filled with fancy treats jovially leading up to a countdown of Christmas, Christians all over the world use this festive time to reflect on the coming of Jesus. In variant congregations and churches, Christians have explored Advent readings in different yet purposeful ways. In fact, The first recorded acknowledgement of Advent dates back to early writings from the 6th century. Building from history's great moments of reflection, this year will be no different. In our second annual Advent series, we will consider hope, preparation, joy, and love. The special four-part series of Advent Reflections will be released each Sunday from December 6th through December 27th. Our Advent Love Scripture reading will come from 1 Corinthians, chapter 13, verses 1 through 13.
3: I will be coming from the New International Version. And as you prepare to turn to 1 Corinthians, we're going to talk about that love that many of us have heard so much about, and that is the agape love. Which involves that our act of our faithfulness, our commitment, and our act of his will. It is a Greek word which indicates a selfless concern for the welfare of others. And we can see that so graciously when Jesus was on the cross for us and we remember those words that says, Lord forgive them for they know not what they do. And so now I'd like to direct you towards First Corinthians chapter 13. And in my Bible, it's entitled, Love is Indispensable. And yet I will show you that most excellent way. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give all my body to hardship that I may boast but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patience. Never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be sealed. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For well, we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. hope,
4: and love. but the greatest of these is love. Missionary Jamie is a vibrant, detailed, focused, and purpose-driven servant of the Lord. She is the treasurer of Brownsboro Anointed Drama Team and of the Outreach Department. Sister Jamie is also a member of the Brownsboro Choir and Praise Team. She also works full-time with the BBC Audiovisual Ministry by volunteering her time to create flyers, programs, and visual aids for variant church ministries. She also is a valued Zoom facilitator of virtual services held at the BBC. An utmost professional, very creative, and sought after speaker, Minister Jamie has a heart for service and ability to teach the Word with a familiar, yet fresh perspective. As we consider the final Advent 2020 topic of love, let us tune in to hear a word from the Lord.
3: How can this love reach through all my shame? Pull me from the grave and bring me back to life again How can this grave cover all my skin? Pick me up and put my feet on the solid ground again
0: you greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. As I am pondering and thinking about all that that have transpired in the year of 2020, the news came out and Governor Bashir was coming out with his daily briefings about the COVID-19. And I know within our families and households and even at work, we came about it in passing, but as the months have progressed, it became more of, the term is unprecedented. And so within this year, we kind of understand that everything that has transpired with COVID and the cases that are increasing, that it is indeed unprecedented and unusual. Aren't you so glad (laughs) that I'm reminded that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ was born during an unprecedented and unusual circumstance? He was born to the Virgin Mary. Very young, godly young lady, but she was pregnant. She was a virgin. And that is unusual. That is unprecedented. And they, her and Joseph, they went from end to end looking for a place to lay their head. And our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ was born in a manger in swaddling clothes. That is unusual. That is unprecedented. The King of the Jews was born in a manger. So we thank God that even though that we're living in an unusual and unprecedented time, that Jesus Christ was born in an unusual and unprecedented time. And that gives us hope. That gives us peace. That gives us joy and love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. First Peter chapter 4, verses 7 through 8. And it states, but the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober and watch until prayer. Verse 8, and above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves, for charity shall cover the multitude of sins. And I'm reading from the King James Version, that word charity, you may also see love. Above all things, have fervent love among yourselves, for love shall cover the multitude of sins. So here Peter is talking about some ways that we should live our lives and conduct ourselves, which should be on a daily basis in light of the second coming of Jesus. We know that the Christ is going to return. And so verse 7, it says, but the end of all things. We know that from the beginning of time that God had a plan for our salvation and that we are now at the final stages of God's plan. So everything that happened from Christ being born, we are now the end of all things are at hand. So let's look at verse 8. It says that above all things, have fervent charity or love in your Bibles among yourselves, for charity or love shall cover the multitude of sins. We see fervent, okay, that's that's a radical word. So what does it mean to have love fervently? Well, when I think about that word fervent, it's defined as having or displaying a passionate intensity about something. And when I think about that, showing or displaying a passionate intensity of something, I think about when I was in college, and I had a great opportunity to study abroad in the country, Panama. And we went to this indigenous village. They were very humble, awesome, great people. And we were in this village. Water was everywhere. And so we went to this particular area. And you can walk across the water. Yes, you can walk across. There were shallow parts. And so at this particular moment, a lot of my friends were on this beautiful rock. I wanted to go over there and I wanted to take pictures. And so I remember when I was younger, my parents enrolled me in a swimming class with my sisters, they would walk me there, <laughs> stay with me and then walk me back. And so I did that for a couple of weeks during the summer. And so at that point, I thought that I can join the Olympics, that I am a great swimmer. I can, you know, apply. I'm going to, with, with these four weeks of swimming, I can become a gold medalist, right? <laughs> because with God, all things are possible. So in this moment, when I was in Panama, I was gonna walk across this shallow river, enjoy my friends and have a great time. So I started walking and then as I started walking, I noticed that my feet didn't touch the bottom. So I said, okay, well that's that's different. Let me just keep walking. Again, I couldn't feel anything. I just felt it seemed like air, walking on air. So then I thought about my time when I was younger and that I had these four weeks of swimming And I'm a gold medalist. So I started swimming and I stood up again or tried to swim. And again, I could not feel the bottom. So at this point, I'm thinking to myself, okay, just keep doing what you're doing. So I am moving my arms, moving my legs to the fullest extent, because in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, Jamie, you either swim or you are going to die. I kept swimming I did whatever I could I started wailing jumping up yelling at my friends at the tour guide and saying help me help me I'm drowning I'm drowning they looked at me and I'm, I'm a jokester so at that point they thought that I was joking and so I'm thinking oh Lord I started praying please save me God so then I start Jumping up again to my fullest, using all of my might, all of my strength. I was passionate that please save me or I'm going to drown. I'm going to die. At that moment, I used all of my power. I I used all of my strength. And at that point, I was going down. But you know what? Someone picked me up. I felt... Or well, what I was told is that they swept me to land. They did the whole CPR thing on me. And I'm here with you today. And so that story, as I am thinking about it fervently, okay, I was passionate. I was displaying an intensity to please someone look at me. You know, I'm drowning. Save me. And so I use my fullest extent. That is what it's talking about in the scripture. You have to use, you have to love to your fullest extent. We can't just love, but we have to love people earnestly, fervently, to the fullest extent. And so some people may have the love you until you. Okay, so what's the love you until you? Well, I'll love you until you hurt me or I'll love you until you don't make my my favorite sugar cookie or, you know, our love have limits, right? But the scripture says that we are to love people to the fullest extent of our ability, fervently, earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. There will be times in our lives where people will sin against us in multitude. And our response should be that we should cover that sin with love, that as Christians, we should respond with the action of love in your workplace, You may think that your boss is overlooking you, that they provided that raise to somebody else who was only there for five days or something of that sort. Someone may write you a hurtful email. Someone may disrespect you. You may remember that time when you were shopping. Um, I know a lot of people have been shopping virtually. But those times that we were shopping and going to different stores and someone stole Your parking place that you've been waiting for 30 minutes and someone just comes in and takes that parking place. Or you may be on the expressway and you have your blinkers blinkers on for about 10 minutes and everybody zooms past you. (laughs) Even those times when people sin against us that we must cover their sin with love. And so what kind of person does this? Well, I'm thinking to myself, nobody in the world does this, right? Nobody in the world does this except there's always an exception to the rule, except for people that has already been loved fervently, that have already been loved earnestly. So if you are a believer, you are a recipient of that love. Let's look at Romans, the third chapter, the 10th verse, and we'll go to verse 12. It states, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. Verse 12, they are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Romans, the third chapter, 23rd verse states, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So we've all sinned against God. And how did God respond to you? In the midst of sin, God covered our sin. I read John 3.16 earlier, but it states, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Romans 5.8 conveys that, But God commanded his love toward us, in that, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That song that was played, No Greater Love, by Last Call, they stated that there is no greater love. And as we look in Ephesians, the second chapter, verses three through five, it states, But God, who is rich in mercy, even after we have sinned, but God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherein he loved us, even when we were dead in our sins, has quickened us together with Christ. But grace, ye are saved. The Lord gave us Jesus, he died, and he made you alive. John, the 15th chapter, verses 12 through 13 states, This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. So church, the only way that we can love despite someone hurting us or despite someone mistreating us, is to direct us and to remember that God first loved us. So this Christmas season, let us remember that on a late night about 2,000 years ago, God left heaven and came to this earth and put on our injured flesh, and he walked willingly to the cross where he was crucified so that a multitude of our sins would be covered forever. So as we are remembering this great time of how Christ was born, let us remember the limitless love that God has shown to each and every one of us. So no, we cannot love someone despite their sins against us, but we can love them fervently and earnestly because God first loved us and God gave his only begotten son to us. We are able to show love because God is love and God lives within us and God has covered our sins so that we may have the right to the tree of life. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for coming, Lord Jesus. We thank you for covering multitudes of our sins. Lord Jesus, we thank you for giving that as an example, Lord, that despite anyone's shortcomings, Lord Jesus, that despite what one may have done to us or what one may have said against us, Lord Jesus, in a daily basis, maybe in to our faces Lord Jesus that we can love them despite of their sins Lord Jesus that we can respond just as you have responded to our sins Lord Jesus that you have covered us Lord Jesus that you continue to cover us on a daily basis Lord Jesus that by your love by your stripes Lord Jesus we are healed Lord Jesus by your example that we can love others fervently and earnestly to the fullest extent of our might to show action Lord Jesus that you have showed actions through your agape love Lord Jesus with in your word. We thank you. We thank you for coming, Lord Jesus, and we await in great anticipation for your return. Amen.
2: Brownsboro Baptist Church members and friends would like to thank you for listening to our outreach podcast. Brownsboro's mission statement is, To praise God through worship and devotion, exemplifying the gifts God has given us through witnessing, fellowship, and outreach. We strive to encourage and support one another as we reach out in Christian love to bring others into the Brownsboro family.